now that the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl again, do you think that Tyreek Hill regrets his decision to leave? <laughs> You'd have to think he's enjoyed being rewarded with more money in the Florida beaches. But the Super Bowl? That's the whole point of playing, right? Every year during Lent, we're given the opportunity to pause and consider the real point at which our life is aiming. Forty days, Jesus was tempted by Satan to abandon the point. For 40 years, a generation, a lifetime, the Israelites were too. And how about you? What is the devil tempting you with and away from? What cheap rewards are compromising your spiritual progress or even your salvation? You see, the Catholic Lenten practices aren't present simply to trim our waistlines or even just to grow our willpower but to hold up in front of our mind's eye the trajectory of our life. In other words, it's meant in part to help us ask, am I fulfilling the purpose for which I was born? What little rewards are getting in the way of my yes to God? Our Lenten practices are meant to help us say no so we can say a greater yes which, as you would expect with the God who created us, ultimately redounds to our benefit and that of others. A couple of weeks ago, I ran across the video of Mother Teresa's acceptance speech for her Nobel Peace Prize. She saw things so clearly, and she spoke so directly, often with a finger. In that speech, she related a story about a four-year-old Hindu boy who had heard that she had no sugar for her children, for the ones she was looking after. And that four-year-old Hindu boy came to mother after he had gone to his parents. And he told his parents, I will go for three days without sugar. And so he went for three days without sugar. He came to Mother Teresa. She said he could barely even pronounce my name. And he gave me what he had fasted from for those three days. She said he loved until it hurt. Love until it hurts, she said. Now, obviously, the point is not about pain. No, it's about the good of others. And to me, it sounds a little bit like a muscle that grows through being broken down so that it can be built up, knit back, stronger and better. I want to suggest to you that we engage in our Lenten practices this year with an eye towards our construction projects here at JP2. This won't be true of everyone, But a large swath of society struggles with devices, with time on devices and money spent through them, 
on subscriptions, gaming, betting, and other such things. So here's an idea for Lent. Take a digital 40-day fast. At the end, you'll be in a better place to add back what is of value. Now, I don't mean doing away with all devices for 40 days. Don't worry about that. Keep the apps that really are necessary for work or school or your safety. Delete the rest from your phone or your tablet. If you really need social media for work, well, fine, confine it to your computer. The amount of time we waste on scrolling in each and every day is staggering. Whistleblowers have revealed from the tech companies how those companies are making their platforms as addictive as possible. And study after study confirms that people are happier when they step away after the withdrawal symptoms have subsided. Make a list of your digital subscriptions. Amazon Prime, Netflix, Disney, Spotify, etc. Calculate the costs. Maybe add in your cell phone bill too. How does that compare to your monthly church and charitable contributions? How would that be articulated to our Lord or to the little ones who are in need? What do you value? I suspect many of us have more capacity to give to our projects, parish, and other needs than we might think. And just think of all that time that would not be wasted and we would not feel guilty for having wasted. But before you delete Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and such, have a plan to fill the void. Studies have shown that when we have downtime, there's a certain part of our brain that's associated with social interactions that's almost always active. It's almost always active in the downtime. It's the only part that is. But that part of the brain has evolved over millions of years to be satisfied only with highly sophisticated human interactions, like seeing the visible cues of others and hearing their voices and seeing the postures. And this is why social media is so attractive, but ultimately unfulfilling and counterproductive. Emphasize in-person conversations, including the in-person conversations of prayer of reading a good author, or of volunteering to serve the needy. Remember that you are dust, and unto dust you will return. Consider the point of your life and its trajectory. Fast from the false rewards which pull you away from it. Give of the fruits of your fasting, and add to your life what serves its point.